I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such. Your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. He's a nice man. He's (laughs) He's a nice man. (laughs) How would you describe Craig Forrest? He was a nice man. (laughs) <laughs> that, how, how would his neighbors describe him like well he was a nice man he, he, he was a very house. quiet so once once in a while this cat would get loose in the hallway and we'd have to run and catch it <laughs> he's unoffensive so much he was so tall uh, he was unoffensive we're, wasn't he we're unoffensive inoffensive <laughs> unoffensive i think it's inoffensive no, no, no! It's unoffensive. Inoffensive? Oh, is it? Maybe it's inoffensive. It is inoffensive, Mister. It is inoffensive, Mister Nougat. Although some guy on on on, the, uh, on Twitter said it was Nougat. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Is it a French name? Is it a French word or something? Oh, what, the JC? Did we ever cut that? I I wanted that. Where? What show is that? We guys, we do too much shit. I can't fucking keep up. <laughs> we do way too much content. Yeah. Nougat. I, I like forget. that. Nougat. Yeah. I've never heard of. Chocolate peanuts and nougat. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, I no, flipped that. Save this for the to. pod. You're let's, wrong. Let's start. You're uncultured. Um, this is for you. Find a for you. That's ready to go. Podcast. No, we're doing this, aren't we? Aren't we live right now? Well, we are, but we didn't count it in. That's yeah. why. Let him count. Yeah, it. this is this is this is prime footy prime. This is okay. Five, four, three, two. Yeah. Keep all that in though. That was good. That was like solid, solid content. I loved it. all. We use that as the podcast. Yeah, you can use your word again. <laughs> new guy or no guy? No. Inoffensive, unoffensive. Unoffensive. Who taught you how to spoke? Disoffensive. It's you prime the podcast. Uh, yeah, that was Brennan. JC is here and Wong is here. I'm Shaman. Um, Craig should be joining us shortly. Uh, B's here, but conspicuous with his camera not working. And yet here he is, mm. appearing Always for here. the first time this morning. Um, why was your camera shut off, B? Well, I didn't want to give away that I'm not in my usual recording setup because I thought it would make for a better bit to say that I'm banished to the basement because uh, I am tested positive with COVID-19. Hey! Yeah. 
congratulations. Oh, yo, thank you. Time. Yes, very kind of you uh, to congratulate me um, because uh, my wife returned from a three-week movie project yesterday, which is uh, which is why I tested. Uh, of course, I, I didn't test until she arrived, uh, which is why I'm banished to the basement now. So Wait, so um, you haven't seen your wife for three weeks? Three and a half right? weeks. And she arrives home, and you have to live in the basement. I'm not saying That's what right. should happen after three and a half weeks when she's been away, but that ain't happening for you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sucks. I'm just focusing on the present right now. I'm just, uh, I'm just here, in the, here in the basement, uh, where it's considerably colder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel okay? I, uh, no, I feel like I have a summer cold. I feel like I have a summer cold, which is part part of the inclination to have tested. But um, I'm an idiot. I should have tested that's before. What Omicron is. That's probably. Why amazing. don't uh, you haven't seen her in three and a half weeks? Why don't you get one of those big body condoms? <laughs> uh, you got any extras? Do you know where I can get those? Or <laughs> just wrap your whole self up, or just wear the gimp mask. <laughs> again the ball the ball again, yeah, again. <laughs> the ball so, gag apologies to our editor jc and to our listeners for my uh, lack of audio quality but i'll i'll still be as well no, no me, you're coming in great you you have a gravelly like like it's just it's a it's a if you if you put a like your voice through a subwoofer right now and you know like <laughs> gold oh gravelly reminds windows, me of uh, right? demi moore a little bit like when you think gravelly voice, voice, Demi Moore yeah. is the first one you think of? Absolutely. Wow. What? I was thinking B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> he he looks like a bit like a gold, golden girl right now. His a hair is bit. getting gray. He's wearing a it's mauve the light, top. man. My hair's not gray. It's the light. And I'm a, wearing mauve a mauve top. top. Yeah, because the, you know what these houses are like, uh, Charms. The basement has to be 68 degrees for the main level of the house to be 78. <laughs> Yeah, so they're also I, like bomb shelters, so there's no reception whatsoever, right? Thank you so, for being a friend. Estelle Getty, he's more Estelle Getty than B. Arthur. <laughs> Estelle Getty was the youngest, even though she, she played she played like a 90 year old woman. She was the youngest of the of the gang. Wasn't Blanche the youngest in the show? In yeah, the show. she was a sexiest. Let's go around. Who if we if we're playing the Golden Girls, if we promise the Golden Girls, who's who? <laughs> Where the fuck are we right now? <laughs> so, so, Jimmy, are you are you Rue McClanahan, or are you Betty White? No, Jimmy's the old Italian lady. <laughs> Jimmy's the nun. That's Estelle Getty. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on from this. Obviously, Jimmy's <laughs> yeah. And Betty Betty White was the hottest. No, um, no, no. Rue McClanahan was a little sexy, sexy uh, fixin'. She was she she was a uh, a bit. Uh, you know, promiscuous. she was friendly, promiscuous, was. and that was a character. She was, was only supposed to be like mid fifties, I think, which is so In- odd because, like Dan Wong, like <laughs> imagine Dan Wong could have been one of the dates that that. Can, can I move in with all you guys in ten years? We all move <laughs> in together, the golden guys, <laughs> the golden boys. <laughs> I've thought about this recently, actually. When we talked about our long-term goals for this project, and you know, Craig's envisioning the 2030 world cup us being together and i thought you guys are going to be old the 2030 world cup you know um, we're not all we're not all around by then that's for sure someone's died oh, <laughs> 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 who's it gonna be who do you think oh we're playing a deadpool yeah you want you, you want what, the north, is deadpool the is this gonna be a north star bet yeah, yeah exactly. play from deadpool let's do this north star right. bets you got a market 
<laughs> Who's least likely to be around in 2030? I tell you. As Jimmy, as Jimmy vapes right in front of us right now. I got an idea. Dave Starkey, has COVID. Yeah, Dave Starkey's having a I guess I guess right now I'm the favorite. I'm closest to you, right? Best odds on on B. Because yeah. <laughs> he's already halfway there. Gonna give Dave Starkey a heart attack with the start of this show. Yeah. <laughs> tell you this much. If it's me, I guarantee I'll be a murder suicide with one of you two fuckers. All right. Ooh, that's good. Be two of us I, down. I guarantee it'd be in the most depressing fucking funeral ever at yours. <laughs> you know, there'd be no, no one there, Jimmy. There'd be no one <laughs> mis- It would be just miserable. <laughs> it'd be nothing but like a, the who's the person that does the funeral if he's not a priest? Because it won't be a priest to that much. Um, the adjudicator? Is that the <laughs> funeral? <laughs> the, the, the moderator? The narrator, be, yeah. If the narrator would be just him and, and the coffin and no yeah. one else. And he'll be just totally monotone. Yep. Charged James was a complicated young man. <laughs> he was to build a- it up, though, Sherms, they'll, they'll bring in, like, seats, and they'll all be empty, and a pulpit. But that's all there is. It's, like, <laughs> empty, yeah. it's and then we all send, like, a card. So there'll be, it'll be seats with all cards just saying, couldn't make it, the bus was late. No, there'll be like, like one, there'll be one guy and it'll, they'll start, James, I'm like, oops, I'm in the wrong room. And they'll go, go to his. <laughs> I'll tell you That's what, when I, when I die, I'm coming back. I'm going to haunt the hell out of you guys. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. I will annoy the shit out of everybody. Why change the habits of a lifetime? Exactly. You'll know when I'm around. I also You'll be thing, a nasty right? ghost. When I when I do die, can I just ask you guys at least to do a podcast, not live from the funeral because you won't be there, obviously, but maybe the day <laughs> off. You know, just a little uh, memories, those kind of things. I think the memorial for you would be better than you think. It would you think be so? better than you think. Yeah, I, and- I see. My my daughter should come. I would think. I'd hope. She might have plans that day. Yeah, she, might, yeah, she, she might be busy that day. She got to spend your million. Got a horse lesson or something. Anyway, um, on. a team that's that's really already mired in its own funeral is Manchester United. <laughs> Another segue. great segue. Boom in your face, Ron McLean. Um, <laughs> we, we, we got into it in detail on the last show, but news this Friday, not confirmed yet, but Casemiro from Real Madrid on his way to Manchester United, thirty years of age. This thing could be worth sixty million pounds. Now, I want to attack the move because it's United and they do everything wrong, and they're throwing a lot of money at this guy. But kind of seems to me the kind of player they they need right now: a stable, no frills, number six, just getting the job done, bringing a bit of presence to the midfield. He, he's not good enough for Real Madrid on a consistent basis these days. But United aren't Real Madrid. Is it a good move? Do you think, B? Do you understand why they've the darts hit his name on the, on the board? Yeah, totally, because he's a name and because he has trophies. That's what United do. They spin the wheel on who's available and who do our fans know and wh- who would they be excited about. And these are the players that they go after. It's also how they even pick people in their academy, like Zidane Iqbal, who seems like a good player, but I bet you if his name was John, he might be somewhere else. So I think that, and that, that I, did, I don't know why I went down that road attacking Zidane Nickball. He's 18 years old, a lot of potential. But Casemiro, <laughs> Casemiro is a is a player that uh, you know I can see why he appeals to uh, brand Manchester United. Um, but Jimmy, I mean, the Premier League is very different from La Liga, and 
playing against these sides that are not Champions League caliber sides is very different. I don't know how successful Casemiro could be in a, in a broken system. I think Casemiro is really good because he's got really good pieces around him for Brazil as well. I think it's a lot of money for a 30-year-old. Yeah. You know, and what do you really, what are, what are they expecting from him? To save the team. How? How? They're expecting to be Vieira. They're expecting, yeah. It's, it's, it's something, I suppose. It's, 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 it's a deal happen. they could make. That they failed in everything so far. All these guys are trying to bring in. They keep failing. They could get this deal because he wanted out, and they're throwing a lot of money at him. Um, but there's no there's no Luka Modric at United, as far as I can remember. No. Right? There's no Tony Cruz. No. Nope. And, and like you said, that's why, I mean, listen, he's a good player, but he's the kind of player that needs good players around to look great. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's easy to criticize them for everything they do because they're idiots. But uh, I don't know. I, I see the role they're trying to fill there, but I'm not sure he's the right guy. Not for that money, I mean. I guess money's not important, though. Is it Jimmy for like, Club at United? Is money important? They're fine. I mean, they, they can afford these guys and they can afford to misspend. I don't know if they can afford to misspend. I mean, yeah. Look, it's, I don't know. I, I didn't think, I don't think it's a good one. I mean, look, maybe we'll, we'll be surprised, you know, go and light it up, but I'm struggling to see how he's going to do it with that team. And to go, to go on what B's saying as well, at, at Madrid, he's got some of the best players in the world around him. Brazilian national team, the exact same thing. And now you're going to a team that's struggling, no confidence. Well, he's going to be the Messiah? No chance. You know what's funny? I was thinking about, and I've just, uh, I've got one episode left in All or Nothing. And I was thinking about the differences in North American sports and football when we use rebuild. And Arsenal's rebuild, for example, was calamitous. They started the season without scoring a goal, right? Um, they they went to Arteta, someone who uh, has you know Arsenal DNA, but obviously um, uh, learned from Pep and is quite different to how things have been the last few years at Arsenal. And uh, the ups and downs of you know him in, him out. He's the Messiah. He's the best for them. A, a rebuild was not finishing below sixth or seventh, right? For United, that floor is even higher. Like where they can be, they're expecting to rebuild, but they still have to finish fourth. Right. And but keep in mind as well, Arsenal, during that rebuild, they were the youngest team in the Premier League, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but just in the, my, my point of being, like North American sports, they tear it down, they they lose, um, and then you know, two or three years, if they're Stanley Cup champions, San Bay Lightning, um, it doesn't seem that crazy, right? Or the Avalanche, for example. Yeah. And in football, like you just can't get that because the margins are so much shorter and, and sharper right the edges are so much sharper so no you, they can't afford to misspend they dropped 60 on Casemiro and he's a flop like Di Maria or Falcao which is to be honest I think the category he'd end up in yeah they're a but disaster the, the, yeah. the great clubs they, they rebuild on the fly and Fergie did it for 25 years right yeah. he would move players out and bring players in at the perfect time Liverpool done the same thing recently as well. We've seen Chelsea do it. You know, they may not be winning yeah. championships, but they're also they're all they're good teams throughout the process. Yeah. Whereas it seems that when when Fergie left, any brain that was in that club left as well. It, it's incredible. Yeah. It couldn't you know, be just one man. Yeah. You know, going back to to be what what he was saying. You know, with North North American sports, North American sports can afford to do that, right? Because you're you're trying to win one championship, right? And they can have two or three seasons off and then all of a sudden build to compete. Whereas in football, they need to win the Premier League. 
You need to be in Champions League because if you're in Champions League, then you're going to attract players. And there's a lot of money that comes with it, with winning these these individual trophies. So when you do rebuild, it's to what Sharms is saying, like Fergie, it's on the fly. It's go because you still have to stay in that top four. Because the minute you come out, you start losing players and, and everything changes, the whole dynamic. I was wondering, Shoot. Is sorry, is this is this also an expectation thing about fans? Yes, there's money involved. But is the North American fan trained to say, because the amount of times I've said, oh, the Raptors are in rebuild. I'm okay with the 22-win season. Or, you know, are we trained to know that when they say rebuild and it's our problem as fans that we're okay with a miserable season? Whereas in the Prem, you're not, your fans won't give you that luxury. Yes, I think the allure, the allure of the, in North America, of the poor season is that you always have that, that carrot waiting for you, and that is a really high draft pick. Yeah. And perhaps a foundation to build on, right? So the Raptors had awful seasons, but they could have always, they had their chance to sign Andrea and Bagnani, you know, and, and that changed the franchise forever. <laughs> <laughs> but there was that hope, though, right? Whereas in English, or football generally speaking outside of north america um when you're struggling like there's no there's nothing good about it when you're rebuilding there's nothing good there's no great cherry carrot waiting for you in fact it could be relegation yeah you can't you can't strip it down too much you could see your whole club plunge into crisis really mm. quickly you yeah. could be so sunderland very quickly right sunderland quickly, were, yeah. were poor misspent uh they had a couple seasons flirting with relegation that they went down and they brought in a tv camera crew and like capture us big club going back up and then they went down again to league one and they stayed there t- for two seasons um it's crazy yeah. it yeah, made that's the what best makes TV football so different can, best, can i can i jump in here and i don't like to usually get in on this kind of stuff but may i make a, a, a statement here you might i think that's the biggest problem with north american sports in general is the fact that you can have tanking seasons like the Knicks in, in basketball, a just terrible, terrible team over and over and over again, but there's no accountability. So these mm. fans that spend all this money, they're one of the richest teams in basketball as well, but these fans that spend tons of money invest all their time and, and love for a team like this. But there's, it's like, well, whatever, you know, no big deal. You're going to pay regardless. It's all about money. When, in, in European sports, when you're literally fighting to stay in your league, in your tier, and fighting to get into that next level, or I mean, it's it's there's so much more to it as opposed to like I, I don't understand how it's so different. You know what I mean? In 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 North American sports as opposed to European sports, and I think if if there was that fear that wow, if we don't perform, if we don't go out and get those players and really try hard and our best, we're gonna fall down and be relegated to another league. So what you're saying is the NHL needs promotion and relegation. You want to to see the Toronto Maple Leafs playing in Mississauga? Absolutely. Absolutely. Against the Steelheads. Sure. (laughs) But that's the thing is you can go to a Marley's game and you'll see like really top tier hockey. But I mean, a few years back, you know, Toronto was a horrible, horrible hockey team and there was no accountability. They're they're the richest team in hockey. Toronto is weird though. It's a weird city for that, right? Because no matter how crap they are, they still sell out that arena, right? It's very yeah. different to, to most cities. We're, we're just messed up in this city, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's also the the biggest difference, too. This kind of answers Wonger's question. Um, you know, in North American sports, when the Yankees finish bottom of the AL East or fourth, right, they go out the next 
offseason and they spend 100 million on or 300 now on whoever the next you know biggest star is right united essentially are doing the same thing here but these fans this is the only thing that they have so when we talk about fan expectation and weight all of these other sports franchises these people have other interests there are people that are only yankees fans sure and hugely passionate but to be honest they're probably giants fans too they have another season in which they can divert that energy and angst and anger these people live this 24-7 and ooze this energy out. So it's unavoidable for a manager's players, ownership involved to do anything else because this That's a really good point. Over you. That is a really I never thought about that before, comparing Europe to North America. In North America, you are you have your teams in different leagues, right? You're you're most sports fans are sports fans here. You love your hockey, but you love your baseball too. And you love your basketball. You know, you have numerous teams. Over in and Jimmy, you can speak to this. In in England, generally football fans don't watch cricket. And they don't watch rugby. Very not the hardcore fans. Their their love is for that team and that yeah. particular sport. They haven't got an alternative. No, it's interesting. No, you're absolutely right. And it's and it's not the same, is it? Like the crickets, crickets not as big as the Premier League, and the rugby's not as big as the Premier League. But over here, you've got the NHL, which is massive. The NBA is massive. Right. MLS is getting there now. The NFL's huge. Major League Baseball's huge. So it's all the big show. But then as well, too, you know, keep in mind with these leagues and with all the ownership groups and everything, there's a lot of revenue sharing and they work together. Mm-hmm. Commercial assets and all this. So it's all about bringing in, the, bringing in the money and working together, knowing that there is no promotion, there's no relegation. So these, these organizations across North America continue to work together to you know, build up their league and, and make it as, uh, as entertaining as possible. Whereas over in Europe, you know, those clubs, they work by themselves. They might have, okay, yeah, now you're in the Premier League and there's a TV deal and money's going to get shared. But after that, you know, you're, you're on your own. Hence the giant franchise fees for all these North American leagues, right? Like billion dollars to buy in now. And that's yeah. all revenue share, right? That, that, that gets shared between all of them. So they get voted in. Yeah. And then the money gets split between all the ownership groups. I remember B was talking about Charlotte uh, coming in for MLS, and it was was it Charlotte B like last? Yeah, exactly. Spring? We had three hundred fifty million, and three, I'm like three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah. Jesus. And it's it's a level in which it's gone up. Like Atlanta was twenty sixteen, I think their first season, right? Sixteen seventeen. Yeah. They were two hundred, and yeah. TFC, TFC? 10? 10 million. Ten million. What a deal. 2006, 2007, they were 10 million. And then, Jimmy, I think Montreal, three seasons later, were 35. Like, uh, yeah, it, it was it was up because I remember, uh, I think Saputo was complaining to the league, like, how, how have we gone up that much when TFC came in at this period? And, but the, the other thing is, too, you know, it's a hell of a lot of money. So, for instance, you know, with, with Charlotte and with Atlanta, okay, they've already had stadiums in place. But in order to come in, you have to have a football specific stadium near enough. So if you're going to pay 350 for your, your franchise fee, then you're going to pay another 350, 400 for, for your stadium. That's up quick. So what would be my field cost? I forget now. What's that, yeah, like whatever, 60 or something? Whatever yeah, the biggest Lego kit was at Toys R Us. The biggest yeah. Lego kit at Toys R Us. They just grabbed that one. That's yeah. how they started. Well, you mentioned Qatar. I mean, the stadiums there, a lot of them are going to be just like plucked up, moved <laughs> after the World Cup. It's yeah. crazy, the technology now, right? And 
to some area that needs it, I suppose. But also the, the biggest thing about North American sports is the franchise fees are high because you're guaranteed income, right? You're not going to get relegated. You're guaranteed to always play in the top flight. You might be awful and crap every year if you run poorly, but you're not going down. You're not being relegated. So it's just a different sporting culture entirely. I'm not saying one's right, one's wrong, but uh, no. it's just different. That's why, like, I, you know, it pisses me off a lot of the times too because, you know, halfway through the season, these teams know they're not making playoffs. Yeah. Just, you're going through the motions and you're just playing for the sake of it. You've got a three-year contract, you know. You're just is that seeing different though, Jimmy? You're Jimmy, is that, is, that, season. is that different though, Jimmy, if you're a mid-table team in, in, in England, for example, and you're sitting around ninth or 12th or 13th and you're not going down, you're not going to win, maybe you exited the cup. A cup early, you're just playing for the sake no, of no, 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 not really, because you you got to keep in mind how often do the the bottom three teams or bottom four teams pull, like are are so far away mid season. It's a battle there, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always a battle, the mid mid table and relegation, and then you got a few that are just above. They're still trying to get into seventh and sixth, and the threat's there, right? It's a threat. Like if yeah. you do switch off, I guess you could yeah. be dragged into that relegation fight. Yeah. I yeah, like uh, for instance, like baseball. Like I, I'm not baseball at all. I don't like it. But what I can't understand is that they could play 30 games and know they're not making the wild cards or playoffs, and then they still got like 100 fucking games left. Yeah, they play way too many games. I think that I said this about football too. Uh, what we realized in the pandemic is how perfect the number is in the Premier League, and I think MLS has it has it right with the numbers as well. Although the playoffs do make the league very different. What baseball revealed with a sixty-game season was that might not have been the the best uh, sense of I, I, maybe not all the best teams made it into the postseason, but that was the most exciting season because teams were in contention. After fifty games, there's still ten games to go. They were still in contention, so shrinking that season, I think the NBA should do the same thing. Shrinking the season would actually make the competition better. But there's no way they're doing that though, right? Because no, of games, of course not. Money, yeah, yeah, of course not. But if the Premier League, if the Premier League expanded though, chasing gate revenue to add another five games, I think it would affect the quality of play and the parity that Jimmy talks about. Where but let's talk about going going to eighteen teams in the Prem. That's being considered at the highest levels right now. Mm. Contracting the league by two teams, who I found surprising. Yeah, I don't like that idea. I don't. I don't see that. Is that to, to go out a, a Germany model? What's what's that? I, I, you know, I don't that? know. I haven't, don't know the reason, but I know it's been discussed at those uh, ridiculous meetings they report on each month. I think I know the reason. I can pick it out. It's uh, more money for the eighteen teams that are in it. Yeah, precisely. With there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I don't think twenty teams are too many. Personally, I mean, I think the uh, the quality of play is good enough throughout. Yeah. I do. Um, big fan protests planned on Monday before the Liverpool game at Old Trafford. Big fan protests. Who knows? I mean, they, they remember last year they did the same thing and the match got delayed. Um, who knows? Could be cancelled. Jimmy, you, you ever been involved in a club with, with a huge fan protest? No. When was TFC with the black shirts? When was that? When was that? I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. Good still. point. The South End walked out um, at halftime or something. Was mm-hmm. that still Mo? Was that Mo and Precky? No, I think it was after that, I think. Vinter? Maybe oh. Vinter. There's so many eras. Who knows now? Who knows? What was the goal, B? Trying the goal of the protest? Yeah. Like, was it 
Uh, I mean, I think they were. I think they were flexing um, their disdain with how poor the club was. That it was very much that North American model that you. Uh, it felt as though, anyway, um, it was uh, that North American model that JC was complaining about. That they just felt like they were tanking and printing money, which is what the other teams in in this city. Oh, had Oh, that's right. Wasn't it? Ticket prices went up and everything. Oh, that could have been it. Yeah, it was that. Was that a, the that ticket period. prices like doubled or something like that, and people were fuming. There was a yeah. I think it was season five or season six. Uh, yeah. I'm in the supporters' end, which is the the cheapest season ticket, and it had gone up more than double. Yeah. And uh, their response was to go back to season one prices, and it still has not gone up to what it was that double price. It's it's still affordable. Yeah, that's it, Jimmy. There was also one here. I got one. 2008. A coalition of TSC supporters groups staged a silent protest. During the MLS All Star Game, actually, there were rumors. It's funny. There were rumors back in 08 that BMO Field might accommodate the Toronto Argonauts, <laughs> and the fans freaked out, and they staged a protest. And here we are now, now 2022. And I think the Argos still play, don't they? I think. So I, no, I was, I, I was around. I was around for a couple of protests. Yeah. <laughs> you were there. Yeah, it was. had a big effect on you, eh? Clearly. Yeah, that's how big they were. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. Fans, have, I think fans feel more empowered now than ever before. The Super League happening a couple of years ago now, and what happened with that? Um, will they force owners out? I don't know, but it makes it very unpleasant to own a club if you're if you're the Glazer family. You're not showing your face there right now. I wouldn't think. No, the thing is, too, you got to we got to remember with social media now. You know the the access that all these fans have. You know, whereas way back when, you know. Fans could protest. Nobody really knows too much about it. and It's all kind of hidden. Whereas yeah. now it's all over social media. It's in the news. It's can't hide from any protest now. It's funny, right? I think ownership has changed a lot. There's obviously some guys who love to get in front of it. You know, you think about Jerry Jones, obviously Wonger, someone who eats that up, but very old school. Whereas in the Premier League or in football, you know, Roman was only visible because he would sit in the front row of the box. He did, it wasn't speaking. He wasn't doing radio appearances. And there was always this mystery about him. That was the appeal because like, where did this guy's money come from? He was a very interesting, intriguing character. The Glazers are creepy as fuck. They look it. <laughs> they, they look creepy. They do look creepy. Like, really right? creepy. They look like they came out of the painting in Ghostbusters 2. One of them. Is it Joel? Yeah. <laughs> so the, you're not that intrigued. You don't want paparazzi going. But because it's the biggest club, um, and they haven't really done things very well and used very shady ways to acquire the team in the first place by leveraging all this debt and credit just to buy them. That's why there's so much, I think, attention and, and focus on them. But if you're Radcliffe, right? We didn't get into yesterday, Sharms, not to eat up all your time here. If you're Radcliffe, do you think it's different because you're a British or is it just that I have so much money I don't give a shit about anyone's opinions? Because I, I think, think that's how bad. the Glazers operate. And Kroenke yeah. operates like that too. And England's the only place where it's like in his face constantly. Or they, they, you know. I think there's a distrust of American ownership for sure within the fan base, right? At the same time, the Brits love to crush anyone that's successful as well. So they won't like this billionaire Brit because he did better than them and they'll try and bring him down. Um, but I, I, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. So, I wonder. It, you, it's so true, isn't it? Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. You don't want to be successful in England because you're not welcomed. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, and it's it's so true because it'd be like that. Oh, con- congratulations, mate! You're successful. This that next thing, couple drinks, and then they get a little bit angry, and it's ah, oh, look at you with your yeah. fancy fucking house, and look at all you all your fucking money, your big time Charlie, and <laughs> they fucking loafers. Are you wearing fucking loafers? Yeah, punts. look at you, you punch. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. That's how Charmin is with me every time we go for drinks. Well, that's well, it. They start off nice. They give you a little hand. Hey, good to see you. Fucking well, good to see you're doing well. <laughs> Hour later. You twat. You piece of <laughs> shit. I hate your guts. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's crazy. I wonder, though, I mean, the fact that they are ugly, the Glazers, it doesn't help them. If they were good looking, they give more more patience. Like, Todd Burley's a pretty good looking dude for a guy in his middle age, you know? Good hair. What? What Doesn't does that have to do with the price? I think it means like everything, Jimmy. I think it means everything. Yeah. Low, it adds delicious given. So if you've got money and you're ugly, <laughs> people want you out. But if you've oh, got money you and you're good looking, it's oh, we but can not just ugly, Jimmy. Not just ugly. If you got one of those beads of sweat all the time, like, like troll, yeah, like Giuliani, you know, yeah. like he always looks like he's dying his hair. <laughs> people aren't going to trust you. You look like Bill Clinton. People trust you. That's why, whether they should Trump. or not. That's why Trump tries to seventy good. Bill Clinton's seventy sixth birthday today. Just throwing that out there. You know all your celebrity birthdays. You should do a segment on that. How the fuck? How'd you know that? Because he listens to terrestrial radio when he drives in. Yeah, drives into. If your birthday is, your astrology sign is this. I think it's because he reads the newspapers and and listens to podcasts that aren't. I keep buying newspapers. <laughs> I listen to I listen to James Sharman and keep buying newspapers. Yeah, I have the power. That's for sure. Yeah, no. Look at Prince Charles, right? Ugly and he's distrusted. Whereas, whereas Harry, good-looking dude, people love him. I think. Do they still love him? Or do they hate him now? Harry, I can't remember now. Yeah, because he's, he, he's he's split the generations, right? The yeah. older generations, the real royalists, they feel as though he turned his back on his grandmother. Horrible son ran off with that American woman. That beautiful American woman. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of beautiful, Ronaldo to Dortmund, the most recent rumors. Mm. They're saying no. Can't see that <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> what are you laughing? Because I can't see that. <laughs> I just, I love that it's like, this is the rumor. And the re- immediate reaction is they're saying no. But we're still talking about it because it's still a rumor. there's no other options. It's it's still a rumor. If you are, if, if you are like if you are Ronaldo's new manager, wherever it is, whether it's going to be at Sporting Lisbon, whether it's going to be at Borussia Dortmund, Chelsea, MLS, wherever it is, what is the first thing you say to him when he shows up at training? What's the first thing? Your first conversation going to be, Jimmy? You're a coach. You know the baggage. You know what the player's done. Who he is. What's the first thing you say to him? I would say, uh, "Good morning, handsome." Uh, I would ask what face cream he uses. Uh, and then I would say, take your shirt off and uh, let's compare abs. <laughs> well, at least you're That's honest. It. You're a player's yeah. manager, clearly. Yeah. Then let's, let's go for lunch. What do you want to like do? Football, so the football secondary, you don't care about that. It's about just how do you look so damn good? Yeah. What's the secret? Fair enough, so. actually. Jimmy, would you go you go get your nails done? Get your feet done at the spa with Ronaldo? You too? If you were uh, managing him? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. You, you can I've be actually, close I, like that? Yeah, I actually went and got a pedicure once and uh the the woman kind of threw me off with it because when I sat down and I took my, my shoes off, she said something to her friend. I had no idea what she was saying. 
but she went and got a mask and came back. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the only one with a mask in the whole thing. Oh, gross. I was like, I've, I play football, football, you know? She was just looking at me, talking to her friends, and I'm like, oh, she's taking the piss out of me now. No, she, like, has, hurry up. she has no idea why you came in with the most mangled, ugly feet. Oh, that yeah. oh they were just beat up. I feel like that's something that's that's your fault. You need to declare that when you make the appointment. Like you you can't catch them off guard like that. Oh, I totally caught her off guard. And I, I more or less think they were doing paper rock to see who was going to play with my feet. Thousand percent. You should, you should send in photographs of your feet first. Do you think? No, so you never decide who's never. I would never, never get in the appointment. No, I would no, never get in. Be, it's like a trainee, surely a trainee podiatrist or whatever that is. Trainee would would have no choice. But that right foot of yours has to be perfect. <laughs> it's immaculate <laughs> well done b that's a great joke beautiful nice one i'm a, f- I'm a foot model with my right foot <laughs> that, that was one of, well that was one of jimmy's one of jimmy's first shows actually i was away doing the olympics and i was driving to the my episode and i almost had to like stop the car i was laughing so hard when jimmy goes my, my right my right shoes you could, you could still sell in the store <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, do you treat your feet differently? Like, should one be jealous of the other? Um, you know, like kids get that yeah, way. No, Dad yeah. treats like is your left foot. No, the the right one. Right foot the, the right one has always been jealous of the less the left one because I really do take care of the left one. That was yeah. my that was the big tool in the toolbox. So you massage so is, is it. Your, well, yeah. is your left foot your left foot's Avram Glazer, yeah. and your right foot is, <laughs> is more Todd Burley. And you know, the thing is, I've got this, this weird have like if I go into a store and I try on a shoe, I, I have to try the left one on and I put my left sock on for everything I do left first. So the, the right side's pretty pissed off at times. Sibling rivalry. Are you, it's a yeah. sibling rivalry amongst your feet. <laughs> yeah. Does this extend to everything? Like uh, when you put your, do you put your pants on left leg first as well? Yeah. Everything left first. Wow. Yeah. Really? You're, are you always conscious of this? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. It's weird because like naturally they they'll give you a shoe and it's like the right one. I'm like, no, give me the. I need the left one, please. You they are right-handed though. Yes, you write with your right hand. Uh, I'm ambidextrous. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Are you really? Right. You can write both hands. Yes. No, if really. I'm on a whiteboard, I can go left-handed. When I, when I was young, I burnt my hand really bad. Okay, and I had this thing wrapped up for a long time. So in school, then I had to start writing with my right hand, and everybody starts writing, right? Everybody's right-handed, near enough. And then I continued writing with my right hand. But if I'm on like a whiteboard or whatever, I can go left-handed, or I do a lot of things left. Oh, so you and are, a lot of things right. You mean you are nat- you are naturally left-handed? Started out that way when I was uh, a, a wee one. Okay, you wouldn't tie your hand behind your back because you're a witch. No, probably. There's, a, the there's past, quite a few right? lefties in, in my family. My son's left-handed, but he's right-footed. That's so, interesting, eh? Wow. Yeah, which well, threw me off because I thought, yes, here comes another lefty because he kept on grabbing everything with his left. And then <laughs> I threw him a ball and he kicked it right foot. I went, what the? No, no, no. Let's try that again. Right foot. He's getting pitching baseballs. Jesus, there you go. Need more lefties mm-hmm. in the I tried to. I tried to. I said, like, come on, play baseball. He's like, no, I don't like it. I was like, all right. Do you remember what hand you used when you signed uh, my jersey in 2007? Because the autograph, it looks like it reads Andy Welsh. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Andy Welsh? Are you did sure you it wasn't shirt? Andy? Did you sign his shirt? I'd be so funny if Brennan's signing people's shirts Andy Welsh. That's amazing. 
It's like, why does that Jimmy Brennan autograph look like this is Colin Samuel ambidextrous yeah. left hand? Were you guys friends yet, or were you working? You're not supposed to ask for signing when you're in the media. Like, what happened? Oh seven. That no, B was we an intern we back in those days. No, I was on the radio in 07. I was an intern. I was building my credentials. I was Someone trusted this voice. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was actually. I, I three and a half fucking jobs. Yeah, I was on air with you, and I was still making eleven dollars an hour in the archives department. It's more than you're making now, though. It is more than I'm making now. Yeah, good point. <laughs> uh, um, what would you say to uh, Ronaldo B if you were his manager? The first thing you'd say to him: Where are we going for dinner? Oh, and you. By the way, you can do whatever you want with this team. That's probably what I would say. That's probably what I would say. Just keep me around. Like keep keep me let. <laughs> tell me what you need me to do for you. Um, no, I, I I don't know. I to be honest, I don't think I'd envy um, that situation. And what I wanted to ask Jimmy actually was in your in any type of coaching um, preparation or certification, there has to be some level of dealing with high end profile players. No, of course, of course there is. Look, when you and I'm on a on a serious note, if he did come in, you know, I, I would sit down one on one with him as well. I'd sit down, have a good conversation with him, get to know him a little bit, let him know what my expectations were. This is what our this is what our vision our, our our vision is for the season, our objectives. This is what we're going for. Then you start talking a little bit about his about his past and just say, look, this is a it's a fresh start now. It's a fresh start for you. Put everything behind you. And let's let's get to work. You you know how you described being a real players coach and uh, understanding your guys, watching them. I know different than dealing with younger players, obviously. With someone like him or LeBron or a Brady, do you actually have to keep a distance is it is it are you as a manager are you looking to have more separation in between which keeps it no, no, only you, football yeah you've got to you got to pick up their habits as well right because they'll they'll have you know whether it's superstitions or certain things that they like to do before training uh during training they might do a couple of things that you you just keep an eye on so you you've really got to understand the player and their habits right and and appreciate them you know, you, if if an, if an individual's, you know, uh, has a, a routine for for so long throughout their career, and they're very successful, then you don't tamper with it. You don't tamper with it. You you let them you let them do it. But you know, when it's game time, you just make you've got to be there to support, and make sure that they're they're performing and they're following what you want to do on that pitch tactically. You mentioned whiteboards and and how you use the whiteboard with your left hand because you're a witch. Um, if you're watching the, the All or Nothing Arsenal series, um, yeah. Mikel Arteta's really got great penmanship. And it's actually quite artistic. He does yeah. little diagrams and drawings on the board before the games. Were you, were you, are you artistic? What would you write on the board? Would it be inspirational messages, just purely tactics, little, little pictures to demonstrate what you think about the team? What was your, your go-to on the whiteboard? I think sometimes you... It depends. Depends where you are, where where you are on the table, what games are coming up. Sometimes you'll write a little motivation uh, on the you know quote up on the on the board, just so that you know when the players come into the dressing room, they have a little look at it. You put the team lineup up as well, so once they come in, they say, "Okay, here's here's how we're playing. This is how they're playing." You know, just refreshers and everything like that. But you know, some sometimes at halftime, you'll you'll end up going in and start uh start doing tactics and drawing and 
but you know, I'm not, you're not drawing stick men and you know, you're not playing Pictionary. Does your mood dictate which hand you use? Like, do the players know? No, it's just, no, it's just wherever you are. Like, you know, if, if the players are to the left of me, then it's, it's easier for me to stand on the left side and start, you know, putting up my axes. Look at this but if I'm on, tools. but if I'm this on guy. the other side and the players are over there, then you might go with your right hand. Just I need to see evidence I'm of this. I think one of our videos that we'll never do, we should actually shoot this. Uh, yes. Get a whiteboard and get Jimmy to write with both hands, and we'll see which is a better. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love that. I love that, Jimmy. When you're calling me a miserable sack of shit, is that like an inspirational message or educational? Uh, it's just creating awareness for yourself. Mm. <laughs> it's a public service announcement, right, Jimmy? Yeah, public service. Just, just like- in case, just in case you don't realize, you just <laughs> your your miserable shit today. Oh, I really after school special for charms. Yeah, it's Why just draw attention. Cry myself to bed at night. I know. <laughs> I'm well aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you want to get some some, uh, some footy picks? What do you say? It's 40. Sure. Yeah. Are you ready? Yes, sir. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. On footy There's oh, our footy picks from our boy Danny Dickio. Amazing. Just amazing. Uh, well, let's get some big games this weekend. Of course, all can be found on Fubo TV. Uh, get the app now if you haven't already. Sign up at footytv.com slash footy prime. Uh, and let's get to it. Um, let's start with uh, you, Jimmy. What you got? You got a game you're looking at? Where are you making yes. your money or losing your money this weekend? Uh, Everton uh, playing Forest at Everton. Goodison Park. Fancy Forest to win that match. 2-0. Two 2-0. Nil. Two nil. They just signed uh, Morgan Gibbs-White from... What? Yes, they did. Yes, what, they two did. Two and a half million. An awful lot of money. Apparently, it's, uh, I think it was 25 up front and then 17 yeah. add-ons. Good player. They, they just signed... Well, Wolves just signed uh, Mateus Nunez, right, B? From yes. Sporting, who apparently yeah. is going to be something extremely special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of clubs after him. And, and naturally, the the biggest Portuguese club in the world signed him. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, apparently, exactly. apparently Forrest are at 150 million pounds spent. Second most behind Chelsea. Chelsea. 16 yeah. players though. When I, when I heard that, I knew that they'd racked up a ton, but that Morgan Gibbs white was the 16th. Like that is just nuts. But he Talk was the top target as well. He's the top target. Yeah. yeah they've been out for a while. Window. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So they're going to take, okay. Everton, one of that will be Frank's demise. If, if, Forest beat them. We'll see. B, what you got? Yeah, I took a second to choose my game, but uh, odds wise, uh, West Ham plus one thirty-five to be Brighton at home Sunday morning at nine. I take that. Brighton are a good oh. team, but I think that I think West Ham, after a win in the uh, UEFA Conference Conference League, they'll be buzzing. And I just think that West Ham has a, a new level to get to. A couple of players that they brought in that they haven't necessarily gelled yet, but I think uh, against Brighton, a team that will play them well. Um, that might actually help them play up to their level finally. I think. I like the way Brighton play, though. They're a good football inside. They are, yeah. They're very good. Outstanding. So take the draw, then. The draw, draw is good value. I, I get torn between these games because I get lured in by that, usually. The draw is too The draw is kill numbers. But that's where the money is, though. Uh, the draw, yes, of course. But I get, well, no longer, I get drawn in by Jimmy's point there that Brighton are a really good side. So now oh. you're picking on, well, 
is it are they going to play to each other's level and cancel each other out or is the one team going to make the other team play better usually the teams at home are favored for a reason yeah um, they have the advantage so yeah, I'm, I'm i think as well keep in mind west ham i think they'll they'll be on the front foot i think simply because of the fact as well that they did lose the forest and it was a game if we're all honest west ham should have got something out of as well so they'll be disappointed knowing that they didn't yeah. pick anything up they should have won that game. They're really unfortunate. Declan Rice with a missed penalty, right? Yeah. He actually apologized uh, to the fans on Twitter afterwards about that. Like, getting a bit too much, these, these apologies, I think, in many ways. Like, come on, you missed the penalty. It's part of the game. Don't worry, mate. I understand. You didn't do it on purpose. I don't need you to say sorry now as a fan. <laughs> I wonder, is it, if it's, is it that generation thing? Is it the way that they think no. leadership should be? Because Mar- Marcus Rashford, also is vocal on social media and, and has apologized in the past for missing penalties or not performing to his level on the pitch. I but feel like fans, that's the, becoming the new norm for these leader the, types. The fans that expect an apology online are the same fans that will just eviscerate them online as well. So who gives a shit about them? If I'm a footballer, the real fans who get understand the game, they're not going to care if you apologize or not. They get it. Why are you laughing, Jimmy? Because I like when you just go off on your little rant. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I think that the difference, though, well, Trump, it's true, is right? that Who cares? In, the yeah. past, in, the, in the past, though, and the reason that I think this irritates you is the, that player would be doing making the apology because he feels he owes it to the fans. Whereas I feel now, when Rashford does this, Declan Rice in this situation, they're doing it for themselves because they feel as though that's what they would want to hear. They're doing it because they want to. And if... Oh, 3,000 3, fans like it and 300,000 fans send them more hate mail. Well, they didn't do it for those 300,000 fans. They, they did it for themselves. Okay, so here's one for you then. So if Declan Rice scored it, does he say, you're welcome, West Ham fans. <laughs> you are welcome. That's exactly no, right. Only Zlatan, Zlatan would do that, but yeah. only Zlatan. <laughs> so it's all right to apologize, but not all right to say, there you go, everyone. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> Pretty great. Thank My you. performance was fucking brilliant today, everyone. So you are welcome. Jimmy, I, your I'd performance love is on, on point today. You're all over I'd the place. I'd love for someone, uh, someone to say, after a great performance, to all the fans that killed me last week on social media, go fuck yourselves. How do damn apples taste? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I have terrible podcasts, which is frequently, I don't go and apologize online, do I? None of no. us do. It's no. not, but you're right, B. I think young people nowadays are just too sensitive and need such things, need positive reinforcement. Anyway, um, Wong, you got a pick this weekend? I do, and it's the same as Jimmy's. So on our North Star bets odds level, I'm uh, 310 for the win for Nottingham Forest. So that's my pick of the week, Wonger's pick of the week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> how, how have they gone so far for you? Uh well, last week I was Brentford. I got, I got that. That's right, you did. That's right. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, and I said both the over and the win. Yeah. Um, so I want to make sure that people realize there were two bets there. And so I I'm, think week one you got the score wrong, but I think you got your pick right week one as well. You're the new force. I, well, I threw right it in forward. late in the dark web. That's all. Oh. yeah. All right. So then you're still two and zero. Oh. I I'm feeling very positive about this season and my uh and my betting except this TFC th- 
this sham of a TFC bet. Yeah. We well, threw no, down. That's Charm's Espe- fault. Especially when, when you get me to make the bet and don't pay me the money. Yeah, not using you, the bookie, anymore. Should have known not to trust. I, I think I'm well, I can defend myself here once again. When you say put 10 bucks, please, for TFC to win, you should then pretty much to win the championship, not we were win talking the match coming the- up. That we were talking this all, about. This all comes down to you not scrolling up in the group chat. Because yep. we were all Contact. talking. We were Contact. all talking about. I'm pretty plus sure you were three hundred. This 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 came after the podcast. That chat may have happened prior to the podcast, hours before. Pretty sure. This is the level of discourse on our dark web for everybody. <laughs> this is the the pedantic crap that you have to. If you were in our. Footy Prime Dark Web, you'd have to put up with. Uh, it's pedantic. It's definitely pedantic. It's definitely pedantic. There's a Footy Prime Supporters Club Twitter account, and I wonder if they're developing odds um, with a with a book. You know, there's a lot of books out there they could use North Star Bets. Um, developing odds of when we're going to break up. <laughs> and who's the first to go? Is it a walkout or a firing? Jeez, probably a burnout, I think. We're probably, going dark, aren't we? We did Deadpool. There's a murder-suicide Firing. Before 2030. So, um, JC, uh, who you got this week apart from Spurs? Obviously, Spurs are going to win, but. Well, I've been talking to my bud, Sasso. Uh, and uh, it's Wolves and Spurs. And I think, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I'm going to go Spurs 18, uh, Wolves uh, minus two. All right. Because, you, right. uh, like you know, six, more, six red points. cards later, you know what I mean? That's Wolves all day. Tell you what, <laughs> that's my lock, lock of the All week right. for Jason's lock of the week. No, what is it? What is it? Ben Sasso. Ted, Ted Lasso. Uh, f- no, Fred Sasso. Fred Sasso. That's the, the new yeah, character. Right. JC's new character. Fred which, uh, if you watch our match day live shows on our Twitter and YouTube during the Sunday headliner, you would have met Fred uh, Sasso. But yes, we'll we'll put a clip up on Twitter. And then I have. Uh, um, so go ahead, B. Sorry, I interrupted you. Just, just to tell the loyal listeners and uh, anyone who stumbles upon us in a newfound fashion that we're on YouTube and Twitter during halftime and post game of that Sunday show, Sunday game, excuse me, which uh, is this Newcastle weekend in City, uh, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm picking up Arsenal, Bournemouth. Um, Arsenal, uh, Gabriel Martinelli is, is on fire. Right, he scored both games so far. If you take Arsenal for the win plus a Martinelli goal, it's plus two fifty. On North Star. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's mm. a crafty. That's a crafty parlay. Yep. Yeah. Go bad. for the guaranteed wins plus a goal scorer. That's what I'm going for so far, and mm. it's so far it's working out for me because it's so hey, hard to pick a result. What are the odds for Newcastle to win? Newcastle to win. Oh, that's a good question. I'll find out for you right now. You just uh, plus eight hundred. Newcastle are plus eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Plus four hundred for the draw. Yeah. And City is minus two seventy five. So eight Ooh. eight to one for Newcastle to win. You'd sprinkle on that, Jimmy. You think they got a? You think they got a shot? I don't know. I don't no. know. I, 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 I it strikes me. At, yeah, uh, and and Newcastle's a good team. Like I really like what Eddie Howe has built. I was very torn yesterday when we had that conversation about who would you rather play for, Newcastle or, or United right now. If you're someone like Pulisic, but I think Newcastle's that type of team that would kick couldn't kick with them for seventy minutes. But they just run out of gas. The city's just too good. Here's yeah. the issue, boys, is, is that City have won 27 or 33 road games, right? They love playing on the road because teams don't sit back quite as deep and that gives them all that space they want. And Haaland just just excels in that space, right? So unless yeah. Eddie Howe decides to sit back and pop the bus, which I don't think he'll do at St. James's, 
No. I, I don't see Newcastle getting the result. Mm. We'll find out when we buy, by Sunday's podcast. We'll know and we'll talk about it. Okay, everyone. Well, well, that was fun. We, we do love our footy picks. So, and get your bets in at northstarbets.ca. Um, and keep watching the games on fubotv.com slash footy prime. Uh, anything else before we say farewell? I, I say it's crazy. Generally, the one to jump in here and extend the show by 15 minutes, but I really have to go shortly. So uh, anything from anyone or can we just end it right now? Can one of you wish me well in my suffering in my basement? As I, Yo, think I think you're got, you've got a cold. You're fine. I think you're okay. You look okay. Thanks very much, Fox News. I yeah. worry more about I worry more about you being stuck in a basement for a few days and what that'll do to your head. Yeah, well, I'll probably be creating a lot of fucking videos. So please, <laughs> you know, you can messages. Uh, you can go outside. Just, I can go outside. That just that sit requires in your backyard. Yeah, that requires. You know what? That's sun. a that's a good Vitamin point. D. Yeah, like what about Sam Sam it's not the winter do, anymore. I'm going to do what Craig doesn't do. What about Samsonite? Well, Elena's here, so I worry, I worry about Samsonite. Like he, he'll miss you. He's very confused. He doesn't understand. He thinks we're fighting. He doesn't understand why we're on opposite <laughs> levels. He uh, he didn't have his dinner last night. Uh, he sat next to me while I ate my dinner downstairs. It was it was very depressing. Well, this B, Samsonite. you should have Samsonite talk to Jimmy's right foot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, they, they, the, he, he, they're both confused, getting treated badly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there, there, there'd be an understanding with Jimmy's the be, situation. Be able to empathize with each uh, other. Got it, got I, it. I thought that was definitely a, a Wonga um, Samsonite humping Jimmy's leg joke there, but it oh. wasn't. It turns no, out. No, I don't want to get anyway. too dirty. No, I don't know. Or, no, or do stuff. you want Jimmy to kick my dog? I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hey, biggest <laughs> couple chooses, right, Jimmy? All right, yeah. we're out of time. Um, <laughs> hope everyone enjoyed that, and we'll be back. Uh, on Sunday for the broadcast, Man City gets Newcastle. Join us on YouTube and we'll let you know all about it on our social platforms in the build up to that beauty. All right, thanks so much, everyone. Here's for listening. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.